Hi everyone, welcome to the Real Estate Red Zone, brought to you by the Texas Real Estate Research Center at Texas A&M University. I'm Haley Reeder Wiley, Communications Specialist. Today is Wednesday, December 15th, 2021, and it's our last podcast of the year. On this day in 1887, the Fort Worth and Denver City Railway ran an excursion train to the new community of Cheyenne in Oldham County to bring in potential settlers. Cheyenne was built to replace nearby Tuscosa and was built on a town site donated by L.S. Ranch Manager William McDowell Lee, who did not want Tuscosa to become a county seat because it would raise his taxes. Bitter rivalry between the towns ensued. When Cheyenne applied for a post office, its name was changed to Magenta for the color of the red soil along the creek. Within a year, the land boom subsided. Though the railroad kept an agent at Magenta for several years, the local population moved away, and only the depot and shipping pens remained. Now on to today's podcast. 2021 was a year categorized by unprecedented economic growth in the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic. How did different sectors of the real estate industry fare this year, and what's in store for 2022? Texas Real Estate Research Center research economist Dr. Luis Torres is here to share his insights. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Haley. How did the Texas economy as a whole fare in 2021 so far? So did really well. The recovery continues in jobs. Uh, some some areas, some MSAs recovered faster than others. Why is that? Because of the industry mix. Example, Austin. Austin uh, jobs are back to pre-COVID pandemic levels. Uh, but others, especially the ones that had uh, industry mix focused on energy, oil, Midland, Odessa, and we could, we could put Houston in that also. Uh, aren't doing as well uh, recovery-wise. Houston is doing much better. I'm not saying not bad, but compared to the other M- 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 MSAs like Dasper Word, San Antonio, uh, the recovery, uh, the road to recovery, has been a bit, a little bit more slower. Also, Dallas Plain Irving has recovered all of his jobs back to pre-COVID levels. Why is that? The high presence of the financial sector and the professional business sector. So that's allowed. Then has been Irving to recover all the jobs lost, and it's interesting. Uh, McCann is another MSA, border border MSA. Mm-hmm. It's back to pre-COVID levels. Waco was one of the first. Waco and Sherman Denison was one of the first two MSAs in our state to recover all jobs back to. The so it's it's overall really positive. The Texas economy has done a great job. The the the, the, the whole economy is doing really really well. Mm-hmm. Describe the state of Texas housing, commercial, and apartment sectors in 2021. So how, housing, another extraordinary year of, of, of really strong activity. Uh, the only issue has been, the major headwind has been the lack of inventory, the lack of homes available for sale. I think that's been pulling back the, uh, the, the housing market. Uh, housing sales could be much higher if we had the inventory to support that. And... And, and, a, and a negative effect from that has been the rapid rise in housing prices. As we've seen in, in Austin, well, all over the state, Austin, Dallas-Fort Worth, Houston, El Paso, McAllen, Bronzeville. Uh, the lack of inventory uh, facing really strong demand has pushed up prices to, to levels that we haven't seen 
I think, and no, not in the history of tests. Like when you think about, we here at the center, we estimate our own repeat sales index. What I, what I mean by that, it's an index that tracks the same house over time, right? Mm-hmm. The purchase and selling, the purchase and the selling of that house through time. And Austin has recorded 40% year over year growth. Wow. That's extraordinary. We've never seen that. Not even when we had the housing boom and housing bust during that period. So that's for worth 20% growth rates year over year. Houston, 15, San Antonio, the same. So it's extraordinary numbers. But why is that? Because of a lack of homes available for sale, because the demand is, is, is strong and remains strong. Uh, why is that? Why have we seen such strong demand in the housing market? Uh, I think the pandemic brought with it accelerated processes or accelerated trends that favored the housing market. Mm. And that increased the preference for families or households to purchase a home. And one of that trend that we know that it's, it's now it's affecting the, 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 the labor market is that people can now work from home and they want to work from home. Right. So what happened, you know, I don't need to go to my office Monday to Friday from eight to five. I'm going to work from my house. So I need a bigger house. I need more space or I'm going to move a little bit further away in the suburbs or another, or another MSAs where it's, you know, a little more cheaper or have more space. So that, that big, gave a big push to the housing market, that preference. And also, if you add that, if you look at the demographics behind the housing market, what would you find that a lot of potential home buyers or current home buyers or current owners, homeowners, excuse me, they were ineffective in the pandemic. They worked in industries that could socially distance. So that allowed them to be like, you know what, you, you know what? I want to go out and buy a new house, and I can't because I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Gonna, I didn't lose my job. Right? Mm-hmm. On the contrary, during the pandemic, I, 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 I went. Everything went well for me. So that was another factor. And of course, if you add historical low mortgage rates, right? That I think that are behind behind us going forward. That also fueled the housing market. So right. the housing market extraordinarily well. Well, the issue is only lack of inventories and the high price increases that mm-hmm. we still see. Uh, office, of course, was in the sectors that hit the hardest. Uh, expectations for the for the next year are better, uh, more optimism. Uh, there's still some uncertainty of of what's going to happen. People will definitely go back to the office, but that's been uh, uh, relegated because of the new new variants, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody said September first. Everybody was talking about September 2021. There, there, a lot of companies were programming. Uh, 2020 of the return to the office. And what happened? Boom, Delta right. first. And now we have the uh, Omicron uh, variant also, right? So that's kind of affected when is when are people going to actually uh, going back to the office. So that's brought with it a little more uncertainty. But given the economy is doing well, especially in our state, in the state of Texas, uh, it, sh- it should improve somewhat uh, the, the scenario for the office market. It should be better in 2020. Now it's going to be interesting now because the high, I think I, I think as time passes by, it's, it's it's more and more obvious that the hybrid working uh, model is here to stay. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be interesting how they're going to manage that with uh, with uh, the office market. How it's going to affect the office market going forward? But still, you still have a positives. All these positives, two positives I mentioned to you. Now retail, retail is interesting. Retail 
Yes, we know that the pandemic, another trend that I mentioned earlier this was accelerated due to COVID-19, was purchasing online, right? Right. Uh, we, that was happening, and we saw that. But what, what else happened that we saw is that not, and we, and we kind of, it was shown by the pandemic that we can't buy everything online. So there are certain things that need a brick and mortar store. The new model for the retail is to have both, right? You have your online purchases, but also you have your retail, your brick and mortar stores. So I think that was favorable to the retail sector. And I think given the expectations that the economy will still be doing well in 2022. So I think the retail sector will be, will be fine, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, of course the, the, the best sector of them all of the commercial sector is industrial. And again, why? Because of the, uh, the first, first major reason is because of the E, e uh, the boom in E retailing or, or, or online shopping. And we saw that and it was, uh, accelerated due to the pandemic. So that sector is doing well. Now, also now, if you add what's happening now with the supply chain issues, the onshore now distributions, where we uh, just in time, model maybe isn't that efficient as we thought, right? Maybe we need a little more inventory because what happens? So that also is a plus for the industrial market. The only thing here we have to be careful with that we saw in Houston uh, now it's, it's the, 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 the industrial sector in now it's much in a better in a better place than it was 2020. Is that initially they kind of overbuilt, right? So be, one sector you have to be careful because yes, it's really it's doing really well. The expectations on the future are really positive also, <laughs> but be careful that somebody can you know uh, be too optimistic of what's going to happen, and that could be a negative when you start maybe overbuilding in what you actually need. Right. But great sector industrial, I think. Overall, 2022, it's expected to be a, a good year. But like economists like to say, other things equal, right? I don't know mm-hmm. if there's a, hopefully not, there's a new delta, a new variant that can make us go uh, a negative shock to the, to the economy. It can affect, you know, the, the production, how we work, everything. So we have to be careful and, and, and worry about that. But unfortunately, I wish I could say we can close the book on, on COVID, but we're almost there. But still, when you see all these issues, all these new variants coming up and with problems, it, it kind of worries you. But, you know, but the other thing, good news, you know, we heard about the Pfizer pill, right? That you can actually take it home. Mm-hmm. That's really good news. It's, it's in production. It's, it really comes out next year. Great news for that. I think that's a game changer. And also, you know, the the improvement in the in the uh, in the uh, vaccinations. That's also really good news for all of us. Still, careful careful about that. Apartment uh, multifamily also positive good news. Everything that's residential expect positive a positive outlook for for twenty twenty two. People need a place to live. Uh, fortunately, uh, some fortunately some people were priced out from the housing market. They, it, but they need a place to live. So uh, from the, they would probably, they're probably going to be renters instead of homeowners. If you look at the numbers for the whole residential market, housing and multifamily, well, demographics are in your favor also, right? The new population, then the movement of people from other states, uh, millennials leaving their houses, you know, uh, or, or going out. 
uh, and forming their own households. All of these things are in favor of the, the, the multifamily the multifamily market in 2022 and also the growth of the economy, attracting more people. All these things are, 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 are a good mix that tell you that the multifamily market is going to do well in 2022. And, and by the way, it's one of the major turnarounds that we saw in 2021 was what it was the apartment market. Incredible how the turnaround, right? We were unfortunately, well, there was a lot of uncertainty going forward, right? About COVID, Mm-hmm. What was going to happen when the stimulus ended? All these uh, the eviction moratorium ended. Uh, uh, was there going to be a big, you know, uh, a negative effect on the on the multifamily market? And on the contrary, you know, the good news since the economy is doing well, jobs are doing well, the multifamily market is doing well. Those people that found themselves unemployed at, at, that, at that time now find themselves with a job and can pay their rents. Right. Right. So all these things uh, that was one major factor that produce that that uh, major turnaround. Also, the fiscal stimulus, the checks that people received, uh, that also helped out uh, the multifamily. So multifamily is fine. Expectations will continue to be uh, a, a good year also for multifamily in, in 2022. Would you describe the outlook going into 2022 as mostly positive, mostly negative, or neutral? I would say positive. Mm-hmm. Overall, the, the outlook is positive. The only issue... Oh, one of the issues and one of the major issues is inflation. I think that's a major headwind because what normally happens when you have high levels of inflation, interest, interest rates increase. Mm-hmm. So we have to be careful of what's going to happen with inflation. And also, another fact is that the Federal Reserve has to change its monetary policy. Because in the face of higher inflation and more sustained inflation, right, uh, they have to act and probably, well, we heard, first of all, that, you know, the, the tapering is going to start. The other thing we heard is uh, from uh, Chairman Powell is that it's going to be faster than before. And the third thing we heard from him is, or we heard from them, is they're probably looking at raising rates in 2022. Mm-hmm. So that has a big impact in the, the real estate commercial market, especially in the housing market, because... If interest rates go up, that includes mortgage rates. Mm-hmm. And that's a major uh, effect on deciding to buy a home or not, right? Because it's, you know, the cost of, of the mortgage, basically. So uh, that will definitely, definitely have a negative effect, but still the housing market is strong. You know, it's not that it's going to go down, but it'll probably cause it to slow down a little bit. And now going forward in 2022, again, the expectations, strong year, positive, positive outlook, but slower. You know, because after the big rebound we've had in 2021 from closing down the whole economy in 2020, of course, you see a humongous boom, bump up and rebound. Uh, Expectation, yes, still strong growth, but slower growth. Uh, Housing market the same, uh, especially we expect uh, home prices to slow down back to more normal, normal, more historical trends that we saw pre-COVID levels, because right now, they are in a, in, a, in a sustainable level, right? We can maintain 20% double-digit home price growth. Mm-hmm. That would be really difficult, really, really hard, you know, to, to maintain those levels. And that, of course, also affects the coin, the, the, the demand. It's kind of by itself, the market kind of regulates itself and slows down demand. So I think that's a major, a, a major issue. Now, 
The other issue, when I talk about inflation, and I mentioned the, the Fed issue, is that if the Fed finds its, itself behind inflation, that could cause them to react at a faster rate. And when that happens, normally they raise rates too fast. And what happens is that the economy enters in recession. Mm-hmm. So that's one of like the negatives that we have to look, everybody has to look into what how ha- how's the Fed, how does the Fed react to the inflation worries we're currently seeing, you know, inflation of six percent annually. We we, we reached uh, it was the highest inflation since the nineteen eighties, nineteen eighty two, I believe. So we are at a very high rate. The expectations are that once supply chain issues alleviate, it should go back to more, you know, the the objective is two percent. I don't know if it could reach 2%, maybe closer to 3 It depends on what happens with the supply chain issues. And also how fast the Fed can 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 eliminate the tapering and the purchase of, 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 of multi-tech securities and treasury bills. What else should we expect to see next year? Well, you know, the other thing is the labor market. Yeah, for 2023 to 2022, I think the labor market, we have record numbers of job we still see a lot of people that haven't returned to the uh, to the uh, labor force, so we ain't, the labor participation rate is still low uh, compared to before about pre-COVID. So, I think the labor market is an interesting to, to, to see. I think wages will be a real strong year for wages, because how do you attract more people to come back to the workforce? Well, you're going to have to pay more, mm-hmm. right? So that'll be interesting to see. I think that's a uh, uh, labor market is an important part uh, of how the economy will, will be in, 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 in 2022, the performance of it. Because also, don't forget, if, if all, uh, all these uh, people that find themselves unemployed, they come back to the labor force, they're going to be earning wages, right? If they're earning wages, they maybe they want to buy a house, maybe they need to rent a house, they go out and you know go to a retail store, all these things, their favorite office space, all the things are... are uh, they're linked together, right? So that, that that's that's a, a thing to look at is is how the labor uh, issue uh, plays out. But like I mentioned earlier, I think right now everybody's focused more on the inflation situation and how is that going to affect in- interest rates? Because I think that's a major driver for the for the for the uh, for the real estate market. Well, thanks again for coming on. Appreciate it. No, thank you for having me, Haley. Thanks again, Luis. For more, check out our Texas Home Price Index, which measures price appreciation changes for residential single-family homes. Coverage includes quarterly indexes for the Big Four Texas Metropolitan Statistical Area markets of Austin Round Rock, Dallas-Fort Worth Arlington, Houston the Woodlands Sugarland, and San Antonio New Braunfels, as well as Amarillo, El Paso, and Sherman Denison. Check out the data series by clicking the link on our podcast webpage or in the YouTube description box. For more housing data, check out our Texas Housing Insight Report. This monthly report is a summary of important economic indicators that help discern trends in Texas housing markets. Read the publication online for free and subscribe to email notifications so you always know when the latest report is published. Third quarter data for the apartment and commercial markets have also just been released. Check out the quarterly reports by clicking the link on our podcast webpage and in the YouTube description box. Our ever-popular annual report and calendar is coming back. To get a copy of the 2020-2021 annual report and 2022 calendar, 
Tell us your business pain points in a two-question survey. Only a few hundred copies are available, so send us your reply without delay. A link to the survey is down below. January is fast approaching, and so is our winter 2022 edition of TG Magazine. To ensure you receive a copy of our flagship publication, update your address on the Texas Real Estate Commission's website. The link is down below. That's going to be it for today's podcast. If you're looking for more from the Texas Real Estate Research Center, head to our website. That's www.recenter.tamu.edu. There, you'll find the latest data, research articles, blogs, news, and more. For more Texas real estate news, subscribe to Recon, our bi-weekly newsletter. You'll get all the biggest news stories sent straight to your inbox every Tuesday and Friday. The link is down below. To stay up to date on when articles are published on our website, follow the Texas Real Estate Research Center on social media. You can find us with the handle at RECenterTX on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. For more podcasts like these, you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or to our YouTube channel. All podcasts are also available for free on our website. Thanks for joining us today in the Real Estate Red Zone, brought to you by the Texas Real Estate Research Center in College Station, Texas, where we've been helping Texans make the best real estate decisions since 1971. The center will be closed from December 24th until January 2nd for winter break. This is Haley Reader Wiley, and happy holidays. Bye!